Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you know, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we're going to hear a story behind students looking for professional clothing. They now have a resource on the campus of Alcorn State University. And joining us is Michael Harper. He is a career specialist to tell us a little more. Hey, Michael. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? I am doing well. And I first came across this story on the wonderful Book of Faces Facebook, and I saw it getting so much traction. And I thought, what a wonderful idea for college students or soon-to-be grads to have this sort of opportunity. But, Michael, tell us first about this pre-professional programs that you guys have there at Alcorn State. Um, How does it benefit students getting ready to head off into the workforce? Well, it's pre-professional and career services. So the pre-professional side, of course, is our pre-med, pre-law, pre-pharmacist, those types of of programs. Um, We have a very large school here. Our biology program is is pretty large. Um, And so we have a great program with uh, Meharry Medical School that does a um, a good job it's a, uh, of getting our students ready and prepared to go out into uh, looking for medical schools to uh, get accepted into. And Career Services is the liaison between Meharry and, uh, and Alcorn. So we're very proud of that partnership. Uh, we also do quite a few career fairs. We're actually coming up on one on the 30th of March. And it specifically is graduate and pre-professional. So we will have quite a bit of um, medical schools, pharmacy schools, law schools, and of that sort. So the career services side of it actually is um, where kind of the career closet comes into play. And it basically is getting our students prepared to actually go out into the world and pretty much secure the bag. And that's from the way that they look. Uh, sharpening up their soft skills, ensuring that they know how to put together a knock-it-out-of-the-ballpark resume, and how to nail an interview. And so it's something that uh, my peer, Mr. Roy Burr, and I are very, very passionate about, and uh, we enjoy it. 
Well, you know, you put in all the hard work as a student. You've had your, you know, your sweats on and your head down in the books for what, three to four, maybe plus years now. And now, like you said, it's time to sort of take all of that off, you know, brush up the gym and then head out, as you said, to sort of seal uh, the deal. So how did it get started? I mean, I know like with the resume and maybe some of the interview skills, that's kind of been there. But I feel like the actual career closet, being able to come in, get pointers, leave with something. I mean, I feel like that's kind of next level there at Alcorn? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, um, I attended Alcorn, um, went away, did my career, uh, retired early, and uh, decided to come back and give back. And so when I got here, the career closet uh, was somewhat um, here. It, it, there wasn't a lot of structure to it. And so uh, we went and we found uh, some fixtures. Uh, we brought fixtures up and kind of put out a clarion call to alumni and friends, and they responded like you would not believe uh, with new and gently new used items. So the career closet serves a couple of purposes. It um, it allows those students to you know uh, come to campus. This particular generation uh, is a little bit different. You know, when I came to school, we came to school with business clothes and that kind of thing. But the way the students dress now is a little bit different. So they don't come with suits and ties and jackets and things of that nature. So we are able to supply that. And at the same time, it's a teaching tool. You know, how to style a garment, how to buy the right size jacket, how to match a shirt and tie together. What should you wear to a uh, business interview and that type thing. So it's a multi-purpose type of deal. Well, you know, you mentioned something unique, Michael, because there's probably a lot listening to good things going back into the workforce, thinking about maybe shifting careers or they've got graduates of their own. You're right. The style these days maybe is a little more leisure athletic wear than maybe, you know, prior generations and even acceptable on campus. So what are some of those like tips that you give students that we could all take to heart if we were maybe going in for a professional interview or, you know, thinking about applying for something that would require that, either med school or law school or something of that nature, what are some of the bare basics that you make sure that they know there? Uh, when it comes to dress, particularly, I always say stick to, to uh, tradition. Um, also, do your research. Do your research on the company and kind of get a feel of what that culture is like, what that environment is like. And sometimes that will prevent you from overdressing. But being traditional, I think you always play it safe. You can't go wrong with that. One of the things that I always tell guys that's very, very basic, and it, it seems simple, but you'd be surprised, and that's where uh, make sure that your belt matches your shoes. That is a huge one. Um, the type of tie, you know, something that should not be distracting. Um, the less movement you have in that, the better. Simple patterns. You know, white shirts always work. Um, your darker colors, your, your charcoal grays, your light grays, your navy blues. I tend to advise students to stay away from the blacks because that can, the black suits because that can, um, fall under after five. So, and it's the same thing with, with the ladies. You know, your, your darker, your grays, your charcoals, your navy blues, those types of things, you play it safe and you can't go wrong. Michael, I had a light gray with pinstripe suit that my daddy bought me whenever I was going to apply for University of Southern Miss to be a dietetic intern. It got me three 
jobs, an internship and three jobs, and then I had babies and outgrew it. But <laughs> I was I figured it was my lucky suit and I wore it for every like special whatever occasion and I was so sad to sort of gift it away. But I gave it to Dress for Success is an organization that also kinda has the same mentality as your career closet. So if people want to add those new, lightly used, maybe good luck charm suits uh, that they've had um, that still look good. Are y'all taking donations? Is it something you always need, or how does that work? It's something we always need. We encourage people to donate uh, because the students do take advantage of it. And so anything that is new or gently used and clean, um, as long as it's business attire, we will take it. We can always use white shirts. Um, and that's male and female. We can always use the dark suits, dark shoes. Um, we would love to have it. Uh, and one of these days, Rebecca, you're going to have to come on campus and take a tour of the, the career closet. We have it set up just like a store. You would think you were um, in Belk or Macy's, you know, to give the kids that shopping experience. So you'll have to come down to Alcorn to take a peek at it. Oh, I'd love to. There's something about a well-fitted uh, suit that makes male, female, doesn't matter. I feel a little bit more confident, especially if you're going into that next uh, level to try to you know seal that deal on the first big, big girl or boy job. I mean, that's kind of a big thing. You mentioned resume. And, Michael, just real quick, how important is it no matter your age or stage, if you're looking for that next gig, to have somebody professional or somebody to look over your resume? Because that's kind of your first impression, right? That's your first impression, and it is very important. It is what gets you the interview. That resume is key. And I always tell students, you know, there's this myth of, of adding things to the resume and fluffing it up. Um, it needs to be true. It needs to be simple, concise, and easy to read. Um, and, and I encourage students to do that. Come and have us to take a look at it. Um, get it all structured and formatted well, but a good resume, a good solid resume is what gets you in the door. And no typos. <laughs> and no typos, no grammatical errors, <laughs> errors. Uh, proofread, proofread, proofread. Even after we do student resumes, we always send it back to the students to ask them to uh, proofread. But that resume is, is key. Keep it, my advice, keep it simple. Well, Michael. Keep it simple. I think what y'all are doing there at Alcorn with intention with your students is, is such a good thing. If people want to learn more, where can we go uh, to find out more about career services? They can um, go to alcorn.edu, and we are under um, student affairs and career services there, or you can reach me at mmharper at alcorn.edu or 601 877 All right. Well, I appreciate your time, Michael, and all that you guys are doing there at Alcorn. Such good stuff. So thank you. Thank you for the spotlight. We greatly appreciate it. All righty. I always wondered where my suit went, Rhino. I feel like it just got more girls' jobs throughout its lifespan. But y'all stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Try 
three. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch it on roku amazon fire tv devices even youtube you can now watch super talk tv live on c spire tv if you've got c spire tv we are on channel 70 right next to the weather channel which if you did not get out and enjoy the weekend here in mississippi shame on you like the last two days have been, or even today, I think it's just been sunshine goodness from sun up to sundown. A little chilly in the morning, but that's okay. Crisp, no rain, all sunshine, and then it warmed up to those glorious temperatures of 60s, 70. Like this is perfection in terms of weather, in my opinion. I was a little angry with myself on Saturday. Did you sleep all day? No, I got up, got some cleaning done, got a roast on, and and was. You sound like a housewife. Was, was <laughs> gonna enjoy the sunshine, and then wound up falling asleep on the front porch in the big chair. Woke up, the sun was starting to go down, and I'm going, well, I wasted the whole day. I enjoyed it, but I was gonna enjoy it a little bit more awake. Well, that's some good sleeping, though. That's some good napping, fresh air out there with, like, the sun beating down on you. Not going to lie, it's only a Monday, and I already took a little 15-minute car nap um, out there. I rolled the windows down and said, I'm not wasting this, not an air bit. I don't want to be inside any longer than I necessarily have to be. So this this gives you hope, even though maybe a little more unfortunate weather will hit us before we're officially, you know, into that spring-summer sort of uh, trajectory. But, man, take it, take it. You know, what's cool about, like, a week like the last week, I know we all had varying degrees of how crappy the weather was, but I feel like we could all, you know, agree that it was just bleh, you know, like week, last week. You enjoy it so much better. Like, you just really appreciate the opportunity to get out and play with your kids, to do a little yard work, to walk to the mailbox, sort of all of that. So I hope you're taking advantage of that today, and I hope the weather sticks around for April when um, all of the concert season starts kicking up, specifically when country music superstar Morgan Wallen comes to Oxford and you have the opportunity for Super Talk to give you away some tickets. You just enter your name and your contact information at one of our registration boxes located located throughout the state. There's one near you, I promise. For example, you can register to win tickets by going to Watts Brothers Tractor in Columbia. You can go to the Atrium Mini Mall in Meridian, Sage and Willow Boutique in Corinth, and that's not all. There's a laundry list of places where you can go to register to win. You can go to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen to find the full list of registration locations. Winners will get, by now you should know this, two sweet sheet tickets. To see, you have to say it like that too to pick them up. I'm totally kidding. Um, to see Morgan Wallen perform at Vault Hemingway Stadium. It's coming up quick, fast, in a hurry. Sunday, April the 23rd. And the giveaway is brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, Toyota of Brookhaven. So supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen. Find one of your local locations. Pop on in. Just fill it out. And then you will be um, entered to win to get the two sweet seat tickets. And then I won't get to say that anymore. 
but you can wave to me from high up in your royalty box because I will be with the regular pagans probably in the next amongst place. the plebes. <laughs> amongst the plebes, uh, they're enjoying enjoying it for sure. I've enjoyed even since February sort of kicked off finding these fun ways that people are looking to make fun of Valentine's Day. You have Hattiesburg here locally in Mississippi. The zoo is doing the Meet Your Next Ex. It's kind of an after hours uh, meet and greet for singles. I think that's really cool. You just really can't get any better than the Bronx. I think it's the Bronx Zoo and several others where you can buy the roach, feed it to the lizards. We've talked about that. But I saw another headline around Valentine's Day. So Ohio Animal Shelter will name a litter box after your ex. You know, if you think about an animal shelter, especially with a lot of cats, what do they have a lot of? What would you just like to see their name? Just, you know, what would make it you should be able to pay extra and then put a little put their face on like a little stick, stick it in the middle. And then I wonder if it's like video streamed or whatever it may be. Lord, I hope not. <laughs> that's odd. To get. That's a that takes a little bit too far on the petty scale. The gest- like it's one thing to to spend money for a good cause to help a, a animal shelter with their yes. litter needs, and you're having fun with Valentine's. But if you feel the need to watch the cat use the litter box with your ex's name on it, it's time to move on. It is time to move on. The gesture will cost you about five dollars per box. Promotion will run until February 12th. That is a steal compared to the 15 to $75 for you to name a roach and then, you know, have it have it fed. I Again, it's fun. I, I, I'm, I'm going to assume that people who do it are probably, like, freshly divorced or having fun with it or they did it for a friend who's also going through a hard time. Um, if, if, if you need that, like, you know, Maybe your therapist said it'd be a great way to connect with your local um, animal shelter and sort of help in this way. Whatever, if it if it feels good for you, you are doing good for another organization and no harm in it. And that does bring up a good point, a public service announcement for all the dudes that still haven't got your gal anything for Valentine's. It's currently February 6th. Is it? Yeah. You've got eight days. Generally, you're going to have a hard time finding it on the eighth day. So uh, if you haven't got it, go ahead and get it. Did you ever miss Valentine's? I forget. Uh, not you, while I was in a relationship with someone, no. Did you, so you never, like, did you ever undershoot the gift? No, I definitely overshot one time and went all out for a Valentine's, and within a week and a half, it was over. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, for $5, we can put her name in a litter box in Ohio. <laughs> you give me her deets, I will pay the $5 for you, for you, buddy. Oh, that was a long, long time ago. Oh, I'm picking. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yes. I mean, I think the gesture is the thing. I think within couples, Valentine's Day is one of those. If your love language is gifts and you're the romantic type, you lean into it. It's a fun day to sort of uh, embrace it and, and do extra. And then there's those of us who hate that we have to remember to buy another another gift or a card. We do make sure we at least acknowledge today the day. If you're married, you feel like you should at least have the card, do something semi-special, buy their favorite candy, whatever it may be. But you just go on about your business. We tend to fall into into that line just in agreement after so many years. And so you just have to don't buy me flowers 
and don't buy me big, big things of cheap chocolate. Those are the only two rules because I'll be offended. Like, do you even know me, bro? Like, you don't. What has been the the social media pushed gift this year? Because I've seen in years past you've got, like, the the cuddly teddy bear that has some, like, recording thing in it. You've got the the rose that turns into underwear. I mean, there have been all kind of pushes on social media, but the only one I've seen a whole lot of rolls back around to this, well, how do I say this on the air? I'll come around to it. You have to figure out a you have to figure out a way. I think it just falls into usually it's flowers, candy, like some sort of spa, like pampering or like a nice meal. Usually they're gonna the girl typically would like to get dressed nice and then like splurge sort of that way. Um, other I, just, I, got a, I got saved. I don't have to say that one I was talking about, but I got a friend of mine that just texted me and said the one thing they've seen only on social media are these little pull-out pop-up thingies. Well, that can go in a million different Oh, yeah. Directions. It's a card that you pull it out, and it has a pop-up, and you got pictures on it and confetti and all that. Oh, my. Well, you know, you feel like in the in the world of social media, just like now I am... Feel so, and I have got two that's coming in there. I still feel so sorry for young boys who feel like they have to put on a production just to ask a kid to prom or to homecoming. Yeah, promposals are crazy. Right, and so that's a whole. That's not. That's not a rant for good things. Let's just put it that way. Um, it feels that way with with Valentine's and everything else now. Derek, you are you are uh, getting colder. That's not quite what. It, the, the radio safe way to explain what I was talking about <laughs> la, 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 la. is turn red. a chocolate reproduction of a part of your body. That's as close as I can get on the radio. So is it like a mold or something? Uh, I guess it would be molded after something, yes. And do you, do you dip it's chocolate. in chocolate? No, they, they take the mold <laughs> and then make chocolates out of it and send it. You sure that's not for a singles party? Bachelorette? Party? No, it was it's it's on the Instagram. Party? I saw it earlier. Let me go ahead. Brothers, that is not a way to her heart. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate body parts are not the way to the girl's heart. She ain't the Marion type. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> I'm so glad this is coming to an end. Y'all stick with us. We got something else coming up next. FM. Becca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
and watch good things with your computer, your mobile device, just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I'm not alone. I got one of my favorites, Miss Nicole Smith. She's with the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science, and they've got Mississippi Arbor Day and a great event coming up. Hey, Nicole. Make sure you unmute yourself, Nicole. I think you're muted on your end. That doesn't work well on radio. It works great in a Zoom meeting, <laughs> which technology is a lot of fun until it's not. <gasps> I, is that better? That is much better. I love to hear your lovely voice. Oh, good. Well, this is exciting. I love the idea that Mississippi has an Arbor Day. You guys always connect the best events to the funnest themes and things. But tell us about Arbor Day. So uh, there, there is a national Arbor Day, but Mississippi also has its very own Arbor Day. And that's because this is definitely the time when you want to do your spring planting. So uh, we've got a lot going on here on February 10th from uh, that morning, basically from like nine till noon. We're gonna have all these different things for kids to do. And we're also giving away saplings. So uh, we've got some pine sapling giveaways. You know, what better day to plant a tree than in, uh, you know, this time of year. And, uh, and we're lucky to have some pines this time around. Sometimes we get hardwoods, and of course we like that. But this time around, we've got pines. Uh, we're doing everything from story times about logs with Uncle Story from the Ag Museum. They're doing a special exhibit with us for the day. And I don't know if you've met Uncle Story. He's this really cool puppet, and they do, like, a lovely – oh, it's, it's very charming. They're doing the Logs Life Story. Uh, we're doing leaf printing activities. So because it's very close to Valentine's Day, like you were talking about earlier, uh, we're having the kids make Valentine's um, cards about why they love trees so that they can give that to somebody. And so um, they're like um, silicon shapes of different leaf types, and they actually learn their trees while they're making that. Uh, we'll have capillary action demonstrations. You'll learn how to make your own and to read a tree cookie, you know, how you age a tree according to its rings. So the kids can be making that. We'll have a live animal program so you can learn how forest animals, how animals depend on the forest. Uh, the Wood Magic Traveling Science Fair will be here showing everything from how we use wood products in our daily lives to termites and some really like groovy, almost Almost a stupid pet trick, but not really with termites that involves a ballpoint pen, and it's really silly, and it's a pheromone trail, but it's very, very cool <laughs> that you'll like to see. And um, seed germination, there'll uh, be examples of that. I mean, we guided nature hikes. I mean, it's action-packed. It's definitely That's a, lot. a day worth coming out. We have a lot of school groups coming, but there's still room. we got uh, plenty of room for people to come join us. Uh, Nicole, is this just one day, or is this several days, or is some of this stuff sort of intertwined in what's going on at the museum over the next couple of weeks? Because I know spring break is, you know, right over the, the hump there. Yeah, so this actually is one particular day that we're talking about. So STEM, Leaves, and Trees is our celebration of Mississippi's Arbor Day. You know, so that's a special morning. But yes, there is a lot here right now. We have the From Here to There exhibit. And uh, 
Okay, I got to admit, my inner my inner eight year old kind of lost her mind when this exhibit got here because it's all physics. It's very playful. It's about transportation. But like at one point you're in a hovercraft and like for real, you're in a hovercraft. Uh, you can get to try that out. There's um, little kid size hot air balloons that they can make fly up to the top. I don't know. It's just awesome. It's just so much fun. So it's all of Newton's laws, all transportation, very interactive. Um, and Oh my gosh, I'm tired already just thinking about all the stuff we've got going. Well, on. I'm always impressed, Nicole, that it always seems like you guys come up with something new and innovative uh, there at, at the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science, and it's never ending. Do you guys just c constantly sort of curate different ideas to get the community interested in nature? Constantly. Uh, yeah, that's a good way of describing it. Uh, I, my work hours are unusual, to say the least, uh, but I enjoy it. I'm passionate about it. So I work with uh, STEM industries across the state. Every event we do is science, technology, engineering, mathematics, in one way or another. It's always with a nature focus, too. We've got that connection. Um, we've got the Fossil Roadshow coming up March 4th. That's uh, one of my absolute favorites, and that one's coming up. So, you know, any day I get to talk about fossils, it's a really good day. <laughs> We've got Science Makers, which is sort of a career day exploration, uh, and we're going to be featuring Mississippi's women and uh, minorities that are doing amazing things in STEM. That's going to be March 10th. And then Spring Break Week is just going to be, whoo, boy, buckle up because we've got <laughs> We've got a spring break uh, camp. We have teacher workshops that week. We even have a pollinator day that Wednesday, March 15th. So, um, yeah, it's it's a lot, but it's great. And uh, and it's a, a, an honor to be able to connect people to nature here in Mississippi. I always like to remind folks when you're out and you're driving around or maybe you're coming through the central area or wherever it may be, don't forget to stop there at LaFleur's Bluff with all the great uh, parks as well as the great museums with the natural science being one of them. You, th you think your kids may not be old enough to grasp what's going on in there with, you know, with it may with it being nature and all. But no, like even my three-year-old is fully engaged in a lot of y'all's activities and exhibits and just, you know, it kind of speaks to them sort of, you know, where they're at. And I think, you know, families forget how much fun they can have uh, by going there and seeing all the different exhibits. But also getting out in your own backyard with Arbor Day. I mean, not everyone can make it down, you know, for the, on the 10th for the event. What are some ways that we can get out and honor our own trees or get to know them in our own backyard, Nicole? Is there any of those projects that can be done anywhere oh. or taken in? Oh, absolutely. Like our museum has uh, downloadable uh, PDFs that you can, you know, put on your phone and it can help you go find leaves and learn how to identify your trees in your yard. So that's like a really fun thing. You can uh, Google like Arbor Days Around Me and you will see places that are giving away trees. I think even the Clinton Nature Center is having their native plant sale on the 11th. So, that I mean, if that's in your neighborhood, you want to check that out. That's really fun. Our trails here are always here for you, you know, so you all want to get out in that. And if you just want to go and enjoy the tree in your backyard, uh, that that's very good to you. Like, I love to uh, set up an observation station and see what wildlife is coming to visit your tree. How do you because do that? Because we all are, 
How do you do that? Oh, oh so many good ways. Uh, so if you like birds, uh, you can put bird feeders up or a bird bath. I'm a big fan of a bird bath because everything needs water, right? That's a good thing. Uh, keeping it clean, you want to wash it once or twice a week to make sure there's no, you know, illnesses or anything that could be transferred there. Uh, I like to have binoculars near my favorite place to sit in the morning for my cup of coffee. And so I'll get my binoculars out and watch the birds while I'm having my cup of coffee while I'm getting ready for my day. And that's just part of my fun way of getting ready. I love um, that. My uh, little niece is very into bugs right now. So we'll go up to trees and like, you know, you know, we'll put sugar water on the tree to see if moths come up at night. We're sugaring for moths or uh, we might, you know, check and see what. I think there was a, a beetle that was there a couple of times. I didn't know what it was. So we got the field guide out and we're trying to figure out what the beetles were. And of course, the squirrels were definitely making their presence known. So <laughs> there's a lot of great things. Um Oh, that I love all of those, uh, Nicole. Yeah, I mean, and I think we huh? just, I love all of those. And I think we over, uh, we you know, we make things more complicated than it has to be when it comes to getting our kids interested. I didn't, I hadn't thought about like binoculars or then just a magnifying glass and say, go have fun, right? Like, just go see what you can see oh, yeah. or like, look at what you can look at. Because to kids, that's. You know, their imagination can sort of encourage who knows what they'll find in sort of that way. Um, I love that tip. And also the downloadables. So how do we get that and where do we get all the information for uh, Mississippi Museum of Natural Science? So there's a couple of ways. If you Google Mississippi Museum of Natural Science, uh, you'll see our website. And if you uh, look in education, there's a lot of stuff under the education area, not just for educators, but for families, homeschool families, all those great downloadables, everything from scavenger hunts for your own backyard to things to do when you come here. So you can find them that way. Uh, if you follow us on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, you'll we're, uh, we're relentless in uh, posting things there. Uh, that has a lot to do with a very modest advertising budget. So we go with social media all the time. And you do a great um, job there. And when in there. doubt, yeah. you can always make a phone call. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's this Saturday, February, no, this Friday, February the 10th. Friday. Yep, 9 to 12, correct? All righty. Well, until next time, Nicole, I'm going to get outside. I'm going to get my binoculars out just for you. But y'all stick with us. We got oh, more good. coming up next. You're not the one for me. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things, where you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm, where you can also subscribe to Supertalk Mississippi News. 
This Week in Mississippi newsletter. You'll get the news stories you need to know from the most powerful name in Mississippi news delivered to your email inbox. You can sign up. It's free. Go to supertalk.fm slash newsletter. During the break, I was telling Rhino what a great way to start your day. Instead of picking up your phone and scrolling social media, you fix yourself a cup of coffee. And per our last guest, Miss Nicole, you grab your binoculars and you look out to see what Mother Nature has. And then I distinctly realized that only works for those of us who live in secured places with big enough backyards and probably not for those living in a apartment or close quarters should you be doing that yeah if i got up every morning and brewed a <laughs> pot of coffee and put on a robe and walked outside with a cup of coffee and a <laughs> pair of binoculars i'm fairly certain i could only get away with a few times before somebody's gonna call the police so you know use common sense rebecca did not encourage you to go into your Small quarter living and pull out your binoculars and start bird watching. You may want to. You may want. Who to knows? I might make a friend on the other side of the complex. <laughs> Find your next Valentine's Day. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. But uh, but for those that have the opportunity to be in your own uh, surroundings, basically, if you have a backyard, if you have a backyard, even if you don't use the binoculars, I mean that's two point But she's always been a very open bird nerd here, and I love it. Um, just to to get out and sort of look at nature, I think again we over we just overthink it. Putting out the bird feeder, putting out like a bird bath, something like that that draws it in, and then be intentional, especially with your children, to like, hey, let's see what shows up. Let's see what comes out. Let's see, you know, what we catch here or whatever it may be. It's just a fun way to engage them in in their surroundings and their own backyard. Because even if you have a small backyard, there's more nature out there than there is inside. And especially even in your um, neighborhoods, if it's a safe and walkable area, for you to sort of get out and just get Even curious. if you don't think you have any nature in your backyard, I challenge you, get, find a brick or a cinder block or just a rock the size of a personal pan pizza. Take it out back, sit it in a grassy area where the dirt is underneath it, and leave it there for a couple weeks. Come back and lift it up. You'll find nature. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. You may squeal, but nature nature will be there. Hey, it is a national day I think you are better at than me. National Chopstick Day. Do you use your I chopsticks? Have, I have been known to uh, perform stunts with chopsticks. There's two kinds of people in this world. Those that go to Chinese restaurants and ask for forks, and those that bear the good chopsticks that they give. You know you're in America when you get the option. They usually just bring you both. They're like, hey, here's the chopsticks if you would like to play with them or use them as a weapon. And here's a fork, you American, because you're not going to be able to figure it out. Did it take you a while to get it? A little while. The Step one is don't try to read the instructions on the chopstick package, because usually it's broken English at best, and you're going to have a hard time following the instructions as set out. But yeah, once you get the hang of it, a, a lot of times people try to think like, okay, I'm going to hold this like a pencil. And that's kind of wrong. You need to engage one more finger. You need to use all fingers except the pinky. That's the easiest way to use chopsticks. And I can say that. Because there's photographic evidence on the, the Book of Faces somewhere over a decade and a half ago now of me sitting outside the cafeteria on campus at college catching a bumblebee 
with a pair of chopsticks. Well, how, how do we get? How do we get to that point? How do, where do we get there? The, we're all sitting around the table, the big concrete table outside, having a good time, eating our lunch, and here comes the bee flying around. And they just so happened to have been serving something Chinese, so we had chopsticks available. And I decided I was going to try to catch the bee with chopsticks, and it didn't take that many tries. What did the bee think about that? He was very unhappy. Did you let the bee go? I did let the bee go. Did you continue to use your chopsticks for your... No, we were done by that point. No, thought I was going to catch you. <laughs> Not that I would have put past judgment any anyway. I can pick up big things like sushi rolls or meat. I see now why they don't have the weight problem Americans do. If you have to, if you had to eat all your carbs with chopsticks, it would be a lot harder to get. You would fill up quicker. Well, you also notice, especially if you see any media from the Asian continent where they're using chopsticks and eating rice, they aren't going from the table to their mouth. They usually pick up that bowl of rice and use the chopstick kind of like a little shovel. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, if you did that here in America, we'd make fun of you. Like, could you imagine sitting? Or you would go, well, that's how you're supposed to do it. I think it'd be better at noodles. Oh, yeah. I'm one. I I use all utensils. I'll play around with the chopsticks, and then I'll switch to my fork because I'm hungry. Or my fingers, or whatever it may be, which I feel like a lot of people do, too, instead of the chopsticks. Is it hunger or impatience? It's American entitlement. exactly what it is all right stick with us you got more up next you got the boys with the sports talk mississippi from three to six rhino and i'll meet you back here tomorrow at two but until then i hope you all find time for the good things Mississippi Media Production.